time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is Tuesday, which we always go live at this time on Tuesday. But uh, without my man, uh, the dude, Wade Breezy, he is on a plane traveling back to the East Coast. It was incredible hanging out with him. His music video was awesome. Having him at a tailgate is a game changer. Love that, dude. So hopefully he gets home safe. Uh, we will res- resume regular scheduled programming tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., the Steph and John and Wayne Show. And then we'll have the John and Wayne Show on Wayne's channel on Friday. Um, so make sure you check that out. Support Wayne. He's such a good dude. And excited about today's show. Um, one, I, I don't know about y'all. I'm still on that 49ers victory high. You know what I mean? It, it's Tuesday. We've had a little bit more time to kind of digest everything. Uh, week five has been completed by the NFL, so updated standings, rankings, grades, all that kind of stuff. We're going to dive into a lot of that, um, and I, I'm so pumped to be here with you. This is episode 978 of the 40 Dollars Rush podcast. I know a lot of you guys have been here for a long time, and I just want to say I appreciate you guys and very, very glad to have you guys. So love all the hashtag CCs. Yes, VZ, it is a, it's about that time. He says, Browns week. Let's go. It's time. Hey, Cowboys, rear view mirror. Yeah, we're still going to digest some of those things. We're still loading film and breakdowns over on the 49ersrush.com. Every single play, offensive, offensively, defensively, special teams, all that's going to be over there. We're going to continue to load that throughout the week. But eh, we're looking forward, and it's time to start you know, building that stuff. As a coach in the NFL, Tuesday is the day you finalize your game plan. So the 49ers coaches, that's exactly what they're doing, VZ. They are continuing to digest all of that tape from the Browns, how they want to attack things, what they want to implement, all that stuff. And we're going to spend a lot of time on that. What's up, Mosquito Killer? Glad to see you guys, man. And, you know, we put this in the chat or the um, the poll for today. It, it, it's a good one, I think. And shout out to Brian W. for this question. You know, who was the star – of the 49ers versus Cowboys games. A little, you know, play on words there. And I, I thought there were four players that kind of came to mind, but you guys are telling me it's really only three. I put Nick Bosa up there as one of the options. I thought he was great. We'll talk about him, led the team in pressures, had a sack, some nice, solid plays on defense. But it came down to three players, George Kittle, Brock Purdy, Fred Warner. The current poll um, has George Kittle in third place, which is crazy with three touchdowns. Fred Warner, second place with 30% of the vote. Kittle has 19% of the vote. Should have said that. Brock Purdy, over 50% of the vote currently. I'll try to update that at the end of the show. And if you are listening to, um, you know, you downloaded this or whatever, and you're not taking part in the live votes, that's cool. Uh, we're going to try to just describe everything audibly so that you can take part in that. that. That's the whole idea. And right here, Brian, the man himself, when all your superstars are under 100 yards individually, you have to give it to the guy that threw four touchdowns and zero interceptions. And I would also argue if you went back, I, I 
don't have the time or really know how to do this. You look at quarterbacks that threw four touchdowns with no interceptions during the course of a game. I would argue that team probably has like a 98% chance to win four touchdowns, zero interceptions. I do agree with you. It should be Brock Purdy. Um, I'm with you. What's up, Mike C. How we doing, man? And oh, Cynthia, um, she is in route back to PHL on a victory Tuesday. It was so incredible seeing you. I know it was a brief day, but yeah, thank you for taking the time to make a stop by, um, you know, the tailgate. It just, it was awesome. It was awesome. Diamond Dog Sports, bang, bang, what's up, gang? Love it, man. Everybody is so pumped about what's going on. And this right here, it's been 352 days since the Niners last lost a game in the regular season. We are so close to a full calendar year with no regular season losses. That is incredible. Um, Brian, always coming through. Always coming through. Uh, appreciate that. RTP the man. What's up, JC? A's for all three phases. 5-0. and o, Let's go. We're in weird situation. Uh, this does not happen. There's two teams out of 32 that are undefeated. Uh, the Eagles and the 49ers drastically different approaches, different outcomes in the games, or same outcomes in the games, but both getting there very differently. Every Philly game seems like it's coming down to the wire, um, but but not so much for the 49ers. For the Eagles, it's tough, but they're still winning. Very, very good football team, and it does seem like this juggernaut versus juggernaut Week 13 matchup is on the horizon, and I can't wait. But... I don't want to get there yet. I don't want to get there yet. Yeah, we're just now in week six, so we're we're not even. I guess we are halfway there, and we got a bye week mixed in. But it's going to be here soon enough. Roy says I hit the like button like CMC hits the end zone. I may have broken my phone. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, if you haven't yet, please hit that like button. Uh, it does help us considerably. Uh, free way to support the show. Thank you guys so much. Big Papa. He says, I believe your poll is flawed. We need a choice for Brock Purdy and George Kittle. Both did great, but they needed each other to be successful. And that thus is football, right? Um, and shout out to Papa. He killed it on the grill this week at the party. He was incredible. Uh, hashtag C Chapman. I like that, man. You guys are the best. What's up, Ishmael? What is up, man? Um, Browns are hobbled. And JJ for the Vikes going on IR. Looks like he won't play for the Monday Nighter. Yeah, it seems... Vikings, they're a mess anyway. Now, Jordan, uh, Jordan, Justin Jefferson's out for the next four weeks. They're putting him on IR, so we don't get to see him. I was so pumped to see him. I hate when injuries happen and the 49ers don't get to play a team full strength. I want to beat everybody at their best so that they know we're better than your best. Whatever that is, we're better than that. Um, that's just the way it is. That's a mindset issue. I And I want to see the stars. I've never seen... Justin Jefferson play. And so that would have been cool. Actually, I think I did. I think I saw him his rookie year. Um, maybe I was wrong on that. I need to go back and look. But whatever. Which, what a game that looked like the 49ers were going to be fabled, favored, you know, well over a touchdown on the road. Now, oh my gosh. It, it, yeah, big time, big time. Kirk Cousins without the best player on that team. Yikes. And then you look at, you know, the Browns. They've lost Nick Chubb for the year. Deshaun Watson, they're coming off of a bye week. So they've got plus seven days rest on us. They played Sunday early game last week was the last time they played. We played Sunday night this week. So they've got 14 days off and they're at home. 
We have, you know, less than seven because the Sunday night game and we're traveling. So the day's rest, that's an offset. But Sean Watson might not even play. We'll see. I hope he does play because I want to hit that dude. Not that I'm playing, but I want to see him get hit. And not that I... I'm just going to stop myself. <laughs> it's going to get bad. Uh, what's up, Paul? Good to see you, man. He says, see you soon, my man. That's right. We got that Bucks tailgate, uh, which I know you guys are probably going to be doing the gold mine and all that stuff, but we will make sure we find a way to link up, my friend. Hey, Sonia, appreciate you guys. Kim, look at this. We, we, we got all the uh, across the pond fellows. I love it. Sean, we got Sean here. Love it. Grand A. Man, this chat is popping. Jax, it was so cool to finally hang out in person. She says, I love John. Right back at you, girl. You are the absolute best. It was fun to have a good time. Bro, Montana, every time 49ers Dallas play, the memes don't stop until next week. And I am with you, man. I am all about those memes and gifts and videos. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know what's going on, man. Uh, appreciate you, Abba. He always called me Jib Rome. I'll take it as a compliment. Smoking Niner guy. So cool to hang out this weekend. Now, Let's talk about, I want to dive into the grades. Okay, let's do that first for the 49ers and their win over the Cowboys. Now, I'm not the biggest PFF guy, but I do think that it, it tells a good story. And one of the stories that it tells is the top-rated offensive player and defensive player were shocking to say the least. But I think that this is a testament to who the 49ers are. And everybody wants to talk about the 49ers and all the stars we have, which we have ample amount of stars but to destroy a playoff caliber team like the dallas cowboys if you want to consider them that i think that they are and your top offensive player even though brock purdy was amazing even though george kittle scored three touchdowns you know even though cmc's on there even though iu could whatever else it was jordan mason and by a healthy margin he had a 91.0 grade jordan mason played 13 snaps he had 10 rush attempts, 10 of those rushing attempts, four went to for first first downs or a touchdown. Like this guy, he's stealing jobs, man. He is stealing jobs. And you look at it, okay, who's the best running back in the NFL? It's Christian McCaffrey. Anybody that wants to say different, you guys <laughs> go touch some grass. Like, like you, you, you out of this logical worldview. Christian McCaffrey's the best there is, period. That's it. But for Jordan Mason to come in and spell him and do what he did, he had more missed tackles forced than Christian McCaffrey did. It only 10 carries. The closer, J.P. Mason, baby. Developing such quality depth behind your best offensive player is huge. That's huge. Now let's go to the defensive side. Football season may be over. But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers. 
for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. I believe, and I put this, you know, on Twitter. I posted a picture of Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, and I posted a picture of Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis, and I said, these are the same picture. I believe that. I really, really do. Now, it's hard to compare players with a completed resume like Bowman and Willis with what they have done in their whole entire, you know, catalog of their career, which is magical, to players like Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw who, you know, let's be honest, not even halfway there. Well, I guess maybe halfway there if you look at Patrick Willis, but whatever. You're getting the same type of caliber play where you have one all pro and one pro bowler right next to each other. Now I believe Dre Greenlaw should have been a pro bowler last year. This year I am arguing he should be an all pro player. I think both are deserving of being two all pro players at the same position, which is very rare, very rare. And I forgot who put this up on Twitter. Man, I, I wish I could give the credit to the appropriate person. I apologize. Uh, I might be able to find it because it's important that, um, you know, I, I want to make sure we get this right. Eddie Gonzalez, there it is. He went to look it up for his own curiosity. The Raiders haven't had an all-pro or even Pro Bowl linebacker in his entire lifetime. Now, to be fair, I wonder if I can see his birthday. I don't know how old Eddie is. <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, this dude, he's he's a fan duel. Yeah, I mean, it's at Banksy. He's got like 50,000 followers. Uh, he does a great job. The boardroom, he's on all these podcasts. I don't know Eddie personally, but I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I don't know, but I can tell you this. We're not them. We're not them. We, we are spoiled at the linebacker position. We have the two best linebackers in the NFL. And if you want to say like Drake Greenlaw is not, you know, up there with Fred, that's cool. If you want to put him a slight tick down, that's cool. He's still Pro Bowl. That dude is having a Pro Bowl freaking level year, back-to-back -back years. And one of the smartest decisions the Niners front office ever made, everybody wants to be loud about their misses, extending Dre Greenlaw before that dude blew up because they knew what was coming. Stroke of genius. Stroke of genius. Incredible. Dre Greenlaw is a tone setter. And when he slammed Tony Pollard, yeah, he could have got a penalty. They didn't call it. He set the damn tone for that game. And Tony Pollard was scared of 5-7 the rest of the game. And Tony Pollard had one of the worst performances of his career. Why? That dude was intimidated. Mike Tyson on the field said, shut your ass up. And that dude wanted nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Now, back to why I went on this long rant. We got the best linebackers in the game. You look at the PFF scores, neither one of those linebackers are number one. But we did have another linebacker, number one, Oren freaking Burks, baby. A 94.6 grade. He played 25 snaps. So it's not like, oh, he went out on the field that much. There were only 49 defensive snaps. He played half, technically over half by one snap. This dude was unbelievable. Two solo stops, four tackles. Got the pick. I mean, he was everywhere. And I, I started screaming last year that 
Aziz is going to go. There's no way you're going to pay three linebackers. Oren Burks is going to be the new guy. And people are like, no, Marcelino will carry ball. No, Curtis Robinson. No, no, no. We got Jalen Graham. No, D winners. Like all these other guys, DFF. And I, I just kept saying, Oren Burks, Oren Burks, Oren Burks. And he got injured through training camp, and it looked a little shaky there. But when that dude plays, if you look at PFF, the entire defensive NFL, Nick Bosa's the number one rated player. Number two is Oren Burks in the NFL. Highest rated player. Nick Bosa, Oren Burks, Miles Garrett. That's it. And we're getting all three of them this week, baby. We're getting all three of them. And so I wanted to just highlight... You got the best running back in the NFL, but the player who played best, you know, analytically, whatever, which isn't the whole story. We'll go through the film and we'll tell that side of the story later. Best running back in the game, but it was his backup that had the best game. You got the two best linebackers in the NFL, but it was their number three guy that had the best game. You see what I'm saying? Like the, the, what makes this 49ers defense and offense and team in general so damn good? It's the stars. But you're discounting the depth behind the stars. It's not just one thing. It's not just studs. It's the backups and depth that has been de developed. Those are developmental guys that you got off of the back end of a roster. Jordan Mason, a drafted free agent, you developed him. He earned his job. He kicked Trey Sermon off the team. He passed Ty Davis Price. I think he's passed Eliza Mitchell now. You look at Oren Burks. You got him for freaking bargain bins. Packers didn't want him. Why? I have no idea. At worst, he's an elite special teams player, but now that dude's shoring up. He's shoring up. And if you get an injury to Dre Greenlaw or Fred Warner, God forbid, you now have that backup. If CMC has to miss a game, you mean to tell me we're going to put out Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell, and, and you know, we're gonna, those are our two guys? Now, none of those are the same, but, man, that safety net, it's developing quite nicely, guys. It, it, it really, really is. And I freaking love it. I freaking love it. Um, Diamond Dog Sports. What's up, man? I love that name. That's fun. Purdy is getting the love now. Uh, complete 180 from the media, and I love it. Well, yeah, whenever you want to champion, like, be in charge of the Cowboys, because if you're in the national media, you talk Cowboys, you give viewers. It's just what it is. And so everybody's talking about like, well, they haven't played anybody, blah, 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 whatever. But then he comes out and does what he does. Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta change face. And he deserves, we were saying, like, I did a whole show, Purdy versus whatever. Dude should have been in the MVP. Should have been top four last time. Should be top two now. Should be top two now. That's just my, I think it should be Tua and him. I really, really do. And you look at, you know, the PFF numbers, he's second. He had an 85.3 grade. But you look at what Brock Purdy's done across the NFL, and you look at, okay, let's look at quarterback rating. He's number one in the NFL with a 123.1. Next up is Tua, a full 12 points behind him, which if you look at, okay, if you subtract 12 points from Tua, right, so – Brock Purdy's one with a 123, Tua's 121. You subtract the difference between number one and number two. Now it's the same as number two all the way down to number nine, which is C.J. Stroud, a rookie quarterback. So that's the gap in quarterback rating. Is that the best metric? 
then I don't think so. If you look at QBR, guess what? Brock Purdy's number one. Who's number two? Josh Allen. It is a five and a half point difference. Brock Purdy's got an 83.6. 100's as high as it goes, by the way. Josh Allen to 78. You subtract the five and a half, the difference between one and two, right? That's going to put you down. You're now to number, that's the difference between number two to number five. That's Jared Goff. The space between them. That is what is crazy. Now, I want to give credit here to Ben Baldwin, um, who does all these awesome charts. And I'm going to try my best to explain this for the audio listeners. It's it's a y-axis, x x-axis that shows there's two different things. The vertical is late downs, EPA per play. The horizontal one is early down. So first and second down on the bottom. So the further right you are, the better you are at first and second down. Brock Purdy's all the way to the right, best in the NFL. Right behind him, Tua Tonga Vailoa. Behind him, Josh Allen. Behind him, Geno Smith. And then it's a whole cluster of guys. But there are four players that have separated themselves on first and second down efficiency. Brock Purdy's the best. Now, let's look at the vertical axis. Third and fourth down EPA per play. Number one, Brock Purdy again. So you mean to tell me Brock Purdy's the best first and second down quarterback, and he's the best third and fourth down quarterback. What the hell else do you need to know? Next up is Baker Mayfield, actually. Patrick Mahomes, and then Andy Dalton. Um, so that's the third and fourth down quarterbacks. And now, you put those together, and so the further top right you go, the better the quarterback. The further bottom left you go, the worst quarterback. So look at the worst quarterbacks. Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, Desmond Ritter, Joe Burrow. Those are the worst. You look at the best quarterbacks, Brock Purdy is on a damn island by himself because he's all the way at the top and he's all the way at the right. He's the best of the best, all these metrics. Nobody's close to him. Nobody. Patrick Mahomes would be next, Josh Allen, Tuatonga Vailoa, and that's it. You know, I mentioned Gito Smith being the fourth best early down passer. He's dead last on third and fourth downs. Dead last. Mm. Yeah, he's killing it, man. Oh, look at this. Phil, what's up, man? He says, no one is talking about the 49ers roster depth. I thought that was the most interesting aspect of the game. My game ball goes to Kyle Shanahan. Phil, you are the freaking man. I appreciate your generosity and support. But, yeah, that question. And this is something I'm going to pay attention to with all the Patreon and the 49ersrush.com breakdowns we do this week. Obviously, we're going to pay attention to the stars early. But when the backups come in, that that's, man, these are going to be the guys in the future. Don't bother me. What's up, man? It was so cool hanging out this week. He says, a big week for our line to show how legit they are. Yeah, they are. Uh, they, they, they showed up last week, and you got another test, because I would argue Brown's defense is actually better than the Cowboys. Um, I, I, I Yeah, well, so we'll see what that looks like. Uh, right here, any injury updates on Drake Jackson? Not really much. I, I think we're good. Uh, the only injury news that really came out was Aaron Banks with the bicep, but they said he's day-to-day, which is the best possible situation. Bicep, Terry, you're going to miss several months. So dodged a huge bullet there, uh, which is uh, we got pretty damn we got pretty damn lucky. Um, 
Flynn, feels so good to be a Niners fan right now. I'm with you, Flynn. Yeah, way, way to go. Ed, no way it's Purdy. John, it's Kittle's T-shirt. <laughs> George Kittle is the best of us. Uh, I love that dude so freaking much. Wear the F Dallas T-shirt from the Gary Plummer days. Like, nostalgia's my jam. You know what I mean? That That's that's who I am. I'm wearing a Topps T-shirt for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Like, we are who we are. We're faithful. Faithful then, faithful now. You, it's all together. I just talked about Patrick Willis. I just talked about Bowman. Just talked about Gary Plummer, right? Like, that's who we are. And so, Ed, George Kittle coming out, scoring three touchdowns and flexing the shirt. That's awesome, man. Uh, you said the team home back-to-back years of the playoffs that embarrass them like that on Sunday night football. It's going to be a long damn time till anybody respects the Dallas Cowboys again. If they ever did, we never did. We knew who they are. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> Sticking with the nostalgia, right? Now, um, <laughs> right here, Lewis says, Dante Whitner with the Dak Prescott disrespect. Yeah, I mean, he just came out and said it blank. Dak Prescott sucks. I don't think he sucks. I just don't think that he's a good quarterback. Um, and he is a good quarterback when everything's going well and they're, you know, a, up front. They're front runners. It's just what they are. And you see that with Micah Parsons, right? What did Micah Parsons do in this game? Jack squat. Dude got owned by everybody. Trent Williams put him on blast. What's he do? He goes to his podcast right afterwards and starts saying, oh, we're just as good as them. Now it's personal because of that T-shirt. And like, really? You were the one that was saying, we are going to bully them two years ago. Shut your ass up then. Did it again last year. Did it again this year. Now it's personal? Dude, get on our level. Like, come on, man. You, you're so far away. Smoking Niner guy. Uh, I've got a smile on my face. What a weekend. That place was electric. It was in the air. Ugh. Man. Um, yeah, right here, Diamond Dog Sports, Michael Parsons, great player, mentality of a kid, not a man. Yeah, you know, the most common question we used to get when people were upset about the Trey Lance stuff and whatever else was like, oh, if we would have just stayed, we could have drafted Michael Parsons. I'm telling you this right now. I'm telling you this right now. Michael Parsons was not on the 49ers draft board. It was not on the 49ers draft board as a first round pick. Was not. If the Niners would have stayed there, they would have taken a Corkle Jones. Thank God we dodged that bullet. And people are saying, like, well, both those guys are better than Trey Lance. Maybe. Maybe they would have returned more. Michael Parsons is not a 49ers guy. Not if you look into his past. Not if you look into his character. Not if you look into who he is as a person. He's a damn good player. He's incredible. But, yeah, I, I'm with you right here. That dude was not even a realm of possibility. Wasn't. They were not going to draft him after Reuben Foster. It, it's just, It's just what it is. It, it, it's not going anywhere. So now let's get back to some more grades. Let's talk to some of these. Uh, Jordan Mason, number one, Brock Purdy, two, Brandon Ayuk, three, George Kittle, four, Trent Williams, five, Matt Pryor, who came in and played guard. He came in and played guard for 11 snaps. He finished sixth. That's pretty cool. Uh, John Valenciano finished, uh, J Jake Brindle seven Valenciano was eight. He played 32 snaps at left guard. Cause he came in for banks when he got injured. You mean to tell me like we're going banks. Then we're going prior and Valenciano. You've got the depth there. You've really got the depth and you just signed El Manning to the practice squad. 
you've got depth there. You really, really do at the guard interior position. So I'm not too concerned there. Uh, bottom players, uh, Ross Dwelly was last. He got 15 snaps. Ronnie Bell had a bad game, had another drop over the middle. Thankfully, did not result in an interception like we continue to see all freaking preseason where every single time he was out there, drop to interception. It was the same thing. High ball over the middle, popped it up like a volleyball setter. The rookie has been incredible, and I love Ronnie Bell, and I hope he's here for a long, long time. Got to fix that crap. You cannot do that. That was the only drop pass of the game that was attributed to the 49ers. Uh, Got to fix that. Ishmael, my man, thank you for the super chat. Debo responded to Micah saying, what were we all saying? It was already personal, 42 to 10. I don't think you want to see us again. Debo has just put the Cowboys on blast over and over again. And I like players that talk trash. I really do. Like, I we didn't start the trash talk. You started that. After we showed everybody what you were, now you want to talk? Cool, we'll answer. Uh, you're in a fantasy football league with me or whatever. I'm talking mad trash nonstop. I do not care. Uh, that's just who I am because I think it's fun. And so, yeah, I, I'm with you, Ishmael. I'm with Debo. Get that crap out of here. You're too soft. You can't go 0-3 and and we end your season two times and embarrass you in national TV and then you're going to come out saying, now it's personal? Dude, now it's personal? Okay. Yeah, okay. Again, just a reminder for how y'all thought this game was personal. Let's listen to your damn quarterback before the game. What was the feeling leaving that locker room last January against those guys? No, I mean, it's obvious. I mean, we're so far past that, to be honest with you, but that's obvious. I mean, you just want to piss me off going in this week, and I appreciate that. I do, actually. I do. Um, yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Lost drive, you guys. I mean, every every day. Uh, every day. Every day, Ty, every day. And so, yeah, you are already thinking about it every day. Just getting asked about it pisses you off. Oh, was it personal then? Was it personal after your three interception stack? Was it personal after Micah Parsons did absolutely nothing all game? When does it become personal? Because of a t-shirt? Freaking soft, man. Soft. Do your talking on the field. Micah Parsons is the perfect cowboy. He really is. And I know he's damn good. I know he's good. I know he's great. Get that bull crap out of here, man. Oh, freaking soft. That's so soft. Now, uh, let me say this. We had another stellar week. Just going to keep stacking them. And if you want to bet and have some fun with us, this is the way to do it. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays. I like teasers. And take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw, quick. Carries a one-time rollover. Can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So, try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary 
extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together. All right. Now, shout out to my man. Let's talk some defense, okay, because I think this is – we're kind of used to the defense being incredible. Um, and shout out to my man, Brian, Wright. You know, or Brian, or sorry, Brian W. I apologize about that. Um, listen to these defenses, defensive possessions. Okay. For the 49ers or the offensive possessions for the Cowboys. It, they were just terrible. Punt three and out, punt three and out. Pollard fumble, punt three and out. Then a touchdown drive. Their first, first down came. On the fifth possession. Fifth possession. Now they scored a touchdown. Then punt three and out in the sixth drive. Two plays taking the end of the first half. So that's seven possessions in the first half. That was it. Come out. Field goal in the second half. Interception. 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 Punt. Turnover on downs. That is as bad of a performance a team can have. Now, 10 points, teams can score 10 points and win, but not when you're playing against the Niners, you know, offense. That's the thing. That's where it gets so bad. And you look at what they did on third downs. Again, shout out to my man, Brian. Third and three or less, the Cowboys went two and four. Third and four or more, they went two and four again. So, you know, not good. Not good. And if you're trying to catch up, but they're not even getting to that standpoint because – Turnovers, 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 turnovers. Man, it's just not a good football team. Now, let's look at us, our highest-rated players from that game. Oren Burks, number one. Nick Bosa, number two. Nick Bosa, 91.2 grade. Seven pressures. Had a half sack. Three quarterback hits. Three hurries. Two tackles for loss. Three solo stops. Do just consistently where he should be. Seven pressures. Michael Parsons got one. See the difference? Seven to one. That's appropriate when you're talking Nick Bosa to Micah Parsons. Seven to one ratio. Um, that's the difference. It, after that, Debo. Diamanor Lenore. Freaking awesome, man. He was great. Two catches on five targets for 14 yards. That was it. That was it, C.D. Lamb. Brandon Cooks. Michael Gallup. Really? Two catches for 14 yards? Demo is for real. Um, I will not accept any more Demo slander whatsoever from anybody. You got to get that stuff past you. This dude's here to stay. This dude's here to stay. He might be a guy that's going to be a corner long past Charvarius Ward's uh, tenure here. I hope Char stays. But I'm telling you right now, Demo has the perfect mentality to fit in with this 49ers defense. And that dude is performing so well. Greenlaw, he was four. He was incredible. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, good Lord, fifth. Played 22 snaps. He didn't register a lot of snaps, but he was always in the backfield. Always in the back. Like, he was right where he needed to be. Against the run, dominant. Dominant. Um, we look at the bottom tier. DFF was dead last. Cleveland Farrell, Drake Jackson, Randy Gregory continues to make sense. You know, Jackson played 13 snaps with the injury, but he seems all right. Um, I haven't heard anything to say otherwise. But I will say this, you know, Austin Bryant 
getting promoted from the practice squad because Kerry Hyder got released to make room for Randy Gregory. That dude finished 11th, and he played pretty good. He, he played 20 snaps. It didn't register a lot of like stats or whatever. He got what pressure, but he was a positive player. And so I, I think that's huge. Right here, Debo forced the interception. Yes, yes, he did. Lador played great. Ambry Thomas did play. He played a lot, actually. Um, let me see. Where's he at? He played 12 snaps. Yeah, he was the sixth-rated player. He had a 78.4. He was targeted two times, allowed one catch for seven yards. Awesome. And Ambry Thomas is a backup. I think that's smart. Ambry Thomas is a starter. I don't like that at all because he just cannot he, – he's going to get beat by every single double move that's ever been put in the books, and he's put it on tape so many damn times. So many times. So it's – it's hard to trust that. You know what I mean? It's hard to, to trust that. Now, things you can't trust, right here. I am so excited to announce our new platform launch, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes. on. Now, you want football 101. You want to learn scheme. Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus we got a seven-day free trial. So. All right, I don't know if you guys missed that, but I barely hit that add button right before I sneezed. Uh, it was it was like perfect timing, but I don't, I don't know if you guys caught it or not. Uh, <laughs> I barely made it, so I, hopefully that didn't come across on your uh, audio and hurt the ears and all that stuff. So we talked defense, we talked offense. Let's put it together. Uh, back to another Ben Baldwin, who, again, shout out to him. He does such a good job with these charts. Uh, every single week he does these NFL tiers. And again, on the bottom is how good you are offensively EPA wise and vertically, um, is how good you are defensively. So let's start with the offense, the bottom access, the further right you are, the better you are. The number one offensive EPA team is the Miami Dolphins. They are just doing some weird, crazy things. Now, a chain who's been Offensive rookie of the year looks like he's hurt, going to miss some time, might go on IR. So they're going to be missing one of their explosives. But Raheem Mostert's been awesome. Tyreek Hill, Tua, they've just been great. The 49ers are second, Bills third, Chiefs fourth, and then you got the Chargers uh, right behind them, Eagles right behind them. So that's best offensive teams. You look at, now let's go to the defense. The higher up you are on this start, the better you are. Very obvious, the number one defense is the Cleveland Browns. Browns are two and two, you know, a game out of first place, a game out of the playoffs. They're right there where they, all of their goals are still intact. You know, what's crazy about the AFC North, the Steelers who we dismantled week one, they're in first place. Steelers are in first place three and two. Like that's crazy to me. So the Browns are a good defense. Then you have this second tier where all these teams are kind of tied. And that's um, again, this is defensive EPA. You've got Saints, Ravens, Cowboys, Niners. Um, those are the next kind of tier where they're all bunched together. Now you put both those things together. You got to go the, the higher up and the further to the right corner you are, the better you are. 
Bottom left, terrible. Niners are in a category all by themselves. There is nobody even close to them, kind of like the Brock Purdy thing. Oh, imagine that. Your quarterback plays well, you're going to be a good team. But your defense plays that well, and you have a quarterback play that well, you're in a tier by yourself. The second tier, you have the Bills and Dolphins. Third tier, you have the Kansas City Chiefs. And then there's a whole bunch of teams in this kind of bubble tier. Ravens, Cowboys, Bucks, Lions, Seahawks, uh, Eagles, and Chargers. And I, I bring all of that up to say, you look at the NFC playoff picture, right? You update that after week five, and man, the parity that belongs in the NFL, it's it's dissipating, guys. There, are, I think there's only eight teams fighting for playoff spots in the NFC. Eight teams. That's it. There's seven spots. I don't consider Green Bay to be really in that mold. Um, their coaching has been awful, and they seem to mitigate anything that Jordan Love can bring to the table. Like, they are just hoping for low-score games. The Rams, I'm sorry, guys. I, I just don't see it. Washington Commanders, God, no. Minnesota Vikings at 1-4. and four. I don't see any of those. So if we're looking at the seedings, if the playoffs started today, which I know they don't, 49ers in first, they'd be the one seed. Eagles in second. Detroit Lions third. Tampa Bay fourth. Seattle fifth. Falcons sixth. Cowboys seventh. So even though we destroyed them, the Cowboys would still be in the playoffs as a wild card. Good job. You're going to be the number seven seed and win three consecutive playoff games on the road. That's not the way the Cowboys are built. That's never, never going to happen. But... I think we're going to get a good story about because everybody say, look, it's the 49ers and the Eagles. I, I agree with that. Detroit, I have not given them their props, but they're four and one. And Tampa Bay, I don't know what they are. They're a good defense and Brocker, uh, sorry, Baker's been playing really well. But we get that test this week because the Lions and the Bucks play each other this week. So the number three and four seed, we're going to see what they are. And we're going to figure out who's real. And who's not, which is interesting. I, I don't think anybody would say the Eagles and the 49ers are not real, right? Cowboys, yeah, they're Fugazi, right? Falcons, Desmond Ritter, he's got three fourth quarter comebacks already this year, which is crazy. But that's kind of the way they want to play. Stout defense, strong run game, stick with it, stick with it, stick with it, and it's working for them. Seattle, we'll see. We get to play them twice, so we control their destiny. And now... They're three and one. So we're a game and a half on top of them because they've already had their bye week. But, you know, we lose, we're still in first place because we're five and one. They would be, if they win, they'd be four and one. So they still got to chase us. They still got to make up that ground. But, man, yeah, I, I don't know. The NFC playoff picture, a lot of, and there's going to be some more volatility. Some of these teams might fall off. But, you know, some teams need to be left for dead. Carolina Panthers are done. D-U-N, they don't even have their first pick. So they're the only winless team in the NFC in the NFL, and they don't even get their first pick. Like, they're done for this year. Cardinals, yeah, okay. yeah. James Conner's now gone. Um, they're done. Nor New York Giants, let's be real, might be the worst team in football. Chicago Bears, God, no. And somebody's like, oh, but Justin Fields and all the – no, no, terrible defense. Way too many turnovers. It's not happening. They won one game out of their last 15. It's not happening. 
Minnesota Vikings, now that Jefferson's gone, they're done. So you've got, like, stick a fork in those five teams. There's only 16 in the NFC. So now you're down to 11 teams. So if you if you think <laughs> the the Commanders and Rams and Green Bay have a chance, you know, statistically they're two and three. They're just a couple games out of some wild card spots. But there ain't no way Washington's catching the Eagles. There's no way the Rams are catching the 49ers. Green Bay, maybe. New Orleans, I think, is probably going to be a playoff team. We'll have to see what happens because there's going to be some more fake, you know, whatever. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Steven, what's up, Steven? He says, the Eagles are falling off a cliff this year. They have five-game stretch, which looks like absolute hell. They will end up a three-seed. With a record of eleven and five. All right, let, let's let's check this out. Um, let, let's pull up the Eagles' schedule because it looks like this is the 49ers' closest com you know competition. And yeah, it, it it's rough. They've got at Jets this week, which I'm not, I don't, I'm not taking the Jets serious as long as they have Zach Wilson there. But then they've got Dolphins at Commanders. All right, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, then us. Then Cowboys, then Seahawks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty tough. They've got a stretch. There's no doubt about it. And so I think it's more than five games, you know, Steve. I'm going to be honest with you. Don't count this week. The Jets, I don't count. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Over the next nine weeks, they have a bye week mixed in there. They're playing the Dolphins, Cowboys, at Chiefs, Bills, Niners at Cowboys at Seahawks. If the Eagles are for real, they have the opportunity to prove it. They get to play the best AFC teams and they get to play the best NFC teams. This is what happens when you finish first in your division. The Niners have the same thing, but we're playing weaker divisions this year, which is kind of nice. I'm not even mad about that. Oh, here we go. Rams just traded Van Jefferson. Uh, you know, the rumors were coming out that a trade was going to come down. That's interesting. You know, with the 2-2 Atwell coming up and all that stuff, it made sense because Van Jefferson just wasn't getting any playing time. Um, let's see here. It's a pick swap in 2025 uh, of sixth and seventh rounders. So, yeah, they gave him away for free. So this is what the <laughs> this is what the Rams do lately. Their fire sell, the whole, you know, buy high, sell low mindset, that's what they are. And, you know, they're, like, allergic to depth. They're allergic to depth. Yeah, Cooper Cup's back. They've got three wide receivers they really like. But, like, why would you – what does a 2025 pick swap do for you? Like, if you're trying to compete, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I just – yeah, I, I don't know. Right here, Steven, Niners play the Eagles after a mini-buy. Yep, we've got the Thursday night game in Seattle, which we'll be at for Thanksgiving. Super excited about that one. Um, and then we've got – because it's Thursday night, then we got the extra day, which I think is important. Um, right here, number one seed would be lovely, a week off, and home field advantage. Yes, especially whenever you're talking about – I don't care about going to Dallas. That's fun. That's close to a home game. I'm not going to the Eagles. I'm not going to Philly ever again. That, that's done. I'm done with that, man. Uh, I'm here because I love this team and I want to support healthy environments and positive interactions and all that stuff. That doesn't exist in Philly. So I, 
I don't want to go there. Um, if other people do, I totally get that. But I don't want to be one of those guys on one of those videos in a fight. And I'm not going to shut my mouth. So <laughs> I know who I am. It's who I am, who I is. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's not going to change. Uh, so, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I want that schedule very, very badly as well. It's just what it is. And we'll, we'll see what happens and we'll go from there. Now, back to the poll, which I keep forgetting to kind of bring up on the show. We started this show. Who was the star of the 49ers versus Cowboys game? Nobody said Nick Bosa still. It is. Let me scroll forward just real quick and make sure. Yeah. Still no votes for Nick Bosa. George Kittle, third place, 18%. Fred Warner, second place, 29%. And Brock Purdy, first place. Number one in your hearts, number 13 on your programs. Brock Purdy with 54% of the vote. He's got a Fred Warner <laughs> um, 54 jersey, which I freaking love. Uh, that's the percentage of the vote that he got. Uh, I love it, man. And uh, I, I'm excited, man. This Everything is where it should be. The 49ers have taken care of every possible situation Absolutely perfectly. The injury bug hasn't crept up on us yet. Yeah, you got some guys that have been dinged up. Ayuk missed the game. Debo was a decoy one game. Aaron Banks might miss some time. There's not a healthier team in the NFL currently. There's not a more explosive team in the NFL currently. There's not a deeper team in the NFL currently. Now, the tides can shift on a whim. Things can go off the rails. So, puff out your chest. Talk your trash, but understand you don't get a Super Bowl ring after five weeks. What you have done has put you in the position to do everything you want to do. That's it. It's week six. It's week six. Still a lot more football to be played. And I'm excited for all of those opportunities. And I'm excited about you guys. You're the best there is. I appreciate y'all. We got a show early in the morning, 8 a.m. Pacific time, uh, Steph and John and Wayne show tomorrow. Um, but for me, once I finish posting this everywhere, it is time for the film breakdowns to begin. I'm so pumped about it. And that's going to be up on the49ersrush.com and our Patreon page. But until next time, love you guys. You're the absolute best. And it's easy this week. But as always, stay strong, faithful.